This is the Amboco Christian Center podcast. Hello. In these podcasts, we're exploring different parts of a picture of a theology of suffering, and this one addresses suffering and the cross. Amongst all the various questions that we ask and needs that we have when we suffer, there are perhaps two that are of greatest importance. When we suffer, can God be trusted? When we suffer, can we know that we are loved? These questions articulate some of our most fundamental human needs, the need to be loved, the need for meaning, the need to have hope. Suffering can cause us to question all of these, and this is why we need such a fleshed out picture of a theology of suffering. But perhaps the most important response of all to such questions is to dwell on the cross of Jesus Christ. There is so much that the cross represents and mediates to us. It is not an overstatement to say that the entire Christian worldview and sense of Christian identity is determined by the cross. In this podcast, I want to pick up on just three aspects of the cross that offer some response to the questions with which I began the podcast. When we suffer, can God be trusted? When we suffer, can we know we are loved? The first aspect of the cross for us to dwell on is the remarkable truth that God did not have to incarnate himself in the person of Jesus. God did not have to become a man. Moreover, God in Jesus Christ did not have to undergo the suffering of his life, including the crucifixion and all that led up to it. Jesus made it quite clear to his followers that he only had to say the word and God would have him taken off the cross with legions of angels to protect him. The Bible tells us that it was for the joy set before him that Jesus endured his suffering, not because he had to, but because he chose to. Why don't you pause this podcast for a couple of minutes just to meditate on this fact that Jesus suffered not because he had to, but because he chose to. God chose to suffer. For God so loved the world that he sent his only son. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. This is a remarkable truth, that our God knows what it is like to suffer. That is what was so unthinkable to the Greeks, that a God would choose the suffering of crucifixion. This is still unthinkable to several other worldviews and religions. We have a suffering God. Now there is some complex theology with which we have to wrestle with about the eternal bliss and fullness of joy that God has, his impassibility, to use the technical term. But however we resolve that, the Bible is clear with us that we worship a God who knows what it is to suffer, 
because he chose to suffer. We do not have a God who distances himself from human suffering, but a God who chooses to enter it. And this needs to become a weight-bearing plank in our spiritual and emotional response to our own suffering. I am not alone in this, for God himself has chosen to suffer, so he can hold me in the midst of my suffering. Now, our suffering is not like God's in every respect. For a start, our suffering is necessary in the sense that we are fallen, sinful humans living in a fallen world. Of course we're going to suffer. But God did not have to. Jesus was perfect and yet chose the cross. Furthermore, the suffering of Jesus seems to me to be more profound than any suffering we will experience. I don't primarily mean the physical pain, although that would have been great, but the weight of his suffering in carrying the penalty for the sins of the world on his shoulders. There's nothing that can be more unfair than the injustice that he suffered. There's nothing that can be more rejecting than the rejection of God that he endured. These are profound things. The important point for the moment is this. When we suffer, can we trust God? Well, I think we can, because we worship a God who himself has chosen to suffer. The second aspect of the suffering of the cross that we need to meditate on is that this chosen suffering was for our salvation. Jesus did not choose suffering out of curiosity. Jesus did not choose suffering to meet some need in himself. He chose to suffer in order that we might be saved from our sins, that we might be reconciled to God, that we might be set free from our captivity and resurrected to eternal life. And as Romans says, it was while we were still sinners that Christ died for us, that he suffered for us. And it just seems to me that if Jesus loved you and I enough to suffer for us, even while we were his enemies, he's not going to be unmoved by our suffering now, is he? When we suffer, can we know that we are loved? I think we can, because Jesus himself chose the path of suffering because he loved us. He's proved his love. And this leads to a further comforting thought which is that if Jesus was willing to endure the cross for our salvation, then is he also not likely to be working for our good and what is best in our lives now? We may not understand everything, but surely we can trust him. Sometimes I think we should draw on Jesus' own prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. He looked suffering full in the face and prayed, if only this cup could pass from me. I don't want it. If only God, there could be another way. But there was no other way and he chose to suffer. And I think that we too can think in these terms, trusting Jesus's love that if there could be another way than the suffering we currently experience, then surely Jesus would have made a way. But in the mystery of the providence of God, I can trust that whatever I face in life, in the grace of God, 
this is the best possible way for God's purposes to be worked out in his creation. I know that seems like a hard thought. When our child dies, how can that possibly be the best way? How could there possibly not have been another way? But we see so little of the bigger picture. We understand so few of the complexities. But the cross can comfort me that if Jesus was willing to suffer for my salvation, then he will spare me what he can now. And if I cannot be spared my suffering, then like Jesus, I can pray, take this cup from me. But I can trust in the providence of God that if the cup of suffering remains, it may be that this is the best or the only way that things could be. We might say then that the cross establishes God's love so we can know that we are loved and that we can trust his love even in our suffering. But thirdly, we also need to understand that it also establishes his justice, which is equally important if we are to trust him, because often our suffering is inflicted on us by others. Imagine the drunk driver that crashes into my car and takes away the use of my legs. Imagine the corrupt employer that makes my working life a living hell for years. Think of the people trafficking and human slavery that still exists. In these and many other examples, if we only have God's love, we are left uncomforted by the thought that there is no justice for us, who are, no justice for those who have hurt us so badly. This is not the same thing as wanting personal revenge, but for the world to hold hope and comfort for us, we must know that in the end, the good will triumph and justice will be established. Otherwise, there's no meaning for us. Otherwise, there's no hope for us. While the cross is our comfort here, justice was so important that God could not overlook the damage of sin with a dismissive wave of his hand. But justice had to be done. Jesus chose to suffer not just to embody the fullness of God's love, but also the fullness of his justice. The crucifixion was a huge injustice in the sense that Jesus was perfect and sinless. But also the cross was the fulfilment of justice in that Jesus took our sin upon himself and was punished for it. The justice of God and the love of God meet in the cross of Jesus Christ. This is so bizarre for those who first encounter it. No wonder Paul called this a scandal to the Jews and foolishness to the Greeks that God had suffered to propitiate and satisfy the justice of God because of the love of God. It's full of paradox, but the only redeeming feature of paradoxes is that they're often the truth. The cross of Jesus both comforts me that he loves me and it comforts me that he cares about justice enough to suffer and die for it. So then to summarise and finish this podcast, the suffering of God does not answer all our questions, but if we meditate on the cross, it gives us grounds to respond to those key existential questions. When I suffer, can I trust God? When I suffer, can I know that I am loved? Well, if when we were still sinners, Christ died for us, 
then in all our questioning and wrestling, this can be enough. The cross of Jesus is the cornerstone on which all things are built, including my security in the love and justice of God. Thank you for listening to the Amblecote Christian Centre podcast. For more information about who we are, what we believe, and how you can get involved, check out our website, www.amblecotechristiancentre.org.uk.